0: Welcome listeners to another episode of Talking Addiction Recovery Podcast. My name is Andrew J. Schreier and here we talk about issues and concepts related to both the addiction and recovery sides of substance use, mental health issues, and sometimes other behaviors as well. Today we are talking about the difference between looking at the consequences of alcohol and drug use versus the costs. And I want you to think back and remember the first time you were ever talked to about alcohol and drugs. Did you complete the D.A.R.E. program like I did? Did you receive a talk from a parent, a teacher, even like a police officer? Did you see a commercial or a short educational program about the consequences of using? And drug prevention for a long time was... Developed on those scare tactics by honing in on consequences that this is what's going to happen. And when people talk to you about the consequences, I really want you to think, like, what impact did that really have? If it was parents, family members, loved ones, police officers, judges, lawyers, whatever the case may be, counselors, teachers. The three main areas that were always talked about was alcohol and drug use will either lead you to ending up in a jail cell, in a mental institution because it will destroy your mind, or you will end up in the morgue because it will kill you. While those are true, and it does happen to many individuals, what is the problem with the consequences and the scare tactics of alcohol and drug prevention? When you use right away, or when you have used already, and that doesn't happen, you already start to almost mentally disagree with that idea. You are already thinking, I got away with it, and, and that won't happen to me. The idea of consequences leads people to think that they can continue to get away with it, or it won't happen to them if they are not dealt with that consequence. So if I do a behavior and I don't face that consequence, the idea of being concerned or fearful of it is already diminishing. So I want you to really like think back even when you first drank alcohol or smoked a cigarette, when you tried drugs, and yes, I'm even talking marijuana. Think about like stayed up past curfew or skipped school. What were the consequences you were told about these things? What did people tell you was going to happen if you did it? And here's a moment of truth. How many of you experienced those consequences the first time you did it? Now, there are some people who are sure enough going to experience consequences for the first time. We probably all know someone or even ourselves identify with being that person that will get caught the first time. And that's one of the reasons why they have or we have avoided even doing that because we're like, yeah, I know I'm going to get caught. I'm the one that would end up getting caught out of anybody. I remember an individual who was doing really well with their recovery and was able to maintain sobriety from alcohol and drugs for a number of years. And after a while, he was dealing with some issues with his soon-to-be child's mother. And he told me that a bunch of guys at work often smoke weed. And he always said no. He had no inkling to do it, no temptation. He just wasn't interested in it. And one day, he got into an argument with his soon-to-be child's mother over the phone and he went outside during a break at work and the guys were smoking weed and he said fuck it and now remember we talked about the cases of fuck it so in this moment this individual talked to me about um he saw me i think like a week or so after and he met with me and told me that one of the problems was that as he smoked he almost expected the consequences to, to fall down He was almost anticipating getting fired from his job or, you know, he's talking about like the police coming out of the bushes to arrest him and throw him back in jail. And he said to me, the problem is that none of that happened. I smoked and I didn't experience any consequences as a result. So this reminds me of the idea of consequences doesn't have the impact that we are hoping it does. And why is that? So let's, let's take a look at some of those reasons. People can avoid consequences. It's interesting because when I have someone who comes and sees me for like an AODA assessment because of getting arrested for driving under the influence, I know they most likely have driven under the influence more times than they have been caught. They've gotten away with it more times than getting caught for it. So plenty of times they've avoided the consequences. And a lot of people avoid them. That doesn't happen to them. They don't get it. And that leads into the other part of consequences aren't experienced by everyone. I know plenty of people who engaged in the same behavior, same situation, and one person experienced significantly different consequences while the other one came away scot-free. I know plenty of people who have gone to jail or prison at the same time, plenty of other people who have done the very same thing have never seen the inside of a jail or prison cell. I know people who have overdosed from their using, and I know plenty of people who have never overdosed from their using. I know people who have ended up homeless, destroyed relationships, marriages ended. But I also know a lot of people who are also doing the same behaviors and... They have not experienced any of those. I also believe that people think about consequences and part of their mind goes into whether or not you can deal with that. I think it's easier to think of a consequence and say, well, I can deal with that and believe it's over. Costs don't work that way. So think about like a consequence of going to jail. And some people may think I can do that or handle that. But what are the costs? What are the costs of being in jail? The consequence is going to jail, but costs carry on even after leaving. What if you lose your job? Well, you can't be around your family. Losing trust because of what happened. Missing birthdays and holidays. Missing out on some of the changes that occur while being locked up. Those are costs that will have implications down the road, even when you are no longer behind bars. But I know that there's a lot of people who, when they like weigh like a pro and con of a decision or think of the consequence, there's this idea that if even if a consequence does happen, there's a way I can deal with that, I can get through it, uh, it's no big deal. But the cost of that consequence is what can carry down and add up long after that initial consequence has happened. So one of the big issues with consequences is that it seems like something that has been handed down to you as like a punishment as a result of using or lying or stealing. More often though, it is a punishment after getting caught. So let's look at that aspect of getting caught. There are a lot of people who don't get caught. These individuals are ones who are likely to identify with not experiencing any consequences as a result of their behavior. Costs happen regardless of whether someone or some place or some institution or some law has handed down consequences there is always a cost of substance use there's no such thing as a free lunch people though want to believe consequences won't happen to them but costs happen no matter what in most circumstances so here's an example if i were to have a group of people in a room talking about experiencing consequences related to using I'll say there's 10 people in the room. If I asked anyone who went to jail to raise their hand, not everyone would have their hand raised. There'd be, there could be half the people. There could be nine people that have never gone to jail or prison. However, if I were to ask that same group of people if their alcohol or drug use cost them anything, I believe each person would have a hard time denying that it cost them anything at all that it didn't. Let's take away even the discussion around like an addiction or problem. Think if you just drink in general. If I asked you about the consequences you faced as a result of drinking you may say or think I haven't experienced any. You may say you haven't gotten a DUI or you haven't ended up in jail or you haven't gotten into any interpersonal relationship problems because of your alcohol use or having lost a job or missed work or missed school. And therefore, you might think you haven't experienced any consequences as a result of drinking. And sure enough, those are things that we would think of as, well, I got caught or something happened, and now I'm facing a consequence as a result. But can you say drinking doesn't cost anything? How much money do you spend on drinking? How many hours in your day has it cost you when the next day is spent hungover? Think about skipping school or missing work. Someone skipping school in order to go use or someone missing work because of being hungover or dope sick doesn't mean they are going to get caught. But missing school or work does come at a cost. There are costs to being out of school in class, or being away from work. So even though you might think getting caught, skipping school, or missing work won't happen to me, there are costs already starting to add up. I know people who use substances and haven't experienced the classic consequences we often talk about. You know, that's like the jail, you know, the mental institution, the physical effects... You know, being on probation, marriage is ended, losing jobs. But I know that their use does cost them. So I have individuals who have spent, you know, sometimes $100, $200 a week on their their use. I, I remember talking to someone recently who is using about $100, $150 bucks a week on marijuana. When you look at that 1 to 200 dollars a week, that's 400 to 800 dollars a month on substance use. That is more than a an internet and phone bill. That is more than a car payment for a lot of people. You are closing in on a rent and even mortgage payment on a house. And I I know some people would say, well if they're using that much and that often, they must have like an addiction. The quantity and the amount spent on a substance is not like a diagnostic criteria. So, although it doesn't indicate a substance use disorder and we can't automatically assume there are consequences associated with their using, it's hard to argue there are no costs of their using. Financially alone, $800, and even if we cut that in half, $400 on substance use in one month, that is a cost. So imagine the amount of money spent in total on that. And then you want to peel back some things with that person. Maybe they have been stuck financially. Maybe they haven't been able to um, go places they've wanted to or save up for a trip. Or maybe they are struggling with finances. They might not think that their marijuana use is a problem or they have consequences as a result of it. Like they haven't been arrested or anything like that. But, you can't say that there isn't a cost to that. If you're spending that much money on it, but you can't do other things, or you're struggling with other finances, the cost that you are adding up with it is affecting you in other ways. So this is an example of where I believe everyone can relate to the cost of using, as opposed to believing they can just avoid the consequences. That individual can say, well, that won't happen to me when, yeah, you are paying that much every month to use. Yes, you may not have some of the consequences, but it is costing you. Consequence, you know, just so think about it a little bit. When we look at like this consequence and cost, consequence and cost, when you look at these examples, just think about The consequence of this happens or this occurred and usually what do we think about that but where are we with looking at the cost of that so think of it as like a consequence of a hangover or the cost of a hanger that could cost you an entire day the consequence of lying to a family member or loved one so now I got caught what's my consequence But more importantly, what is the cost of lying to them? That could cost you significant problems in your relationship, even years down the road. Getting caught might have happened that that one time or those multiple times, but the cost of the lying is going to trickle down and have an effect longer term than just the consequence of being caught. The consequence of a felony you know, this happened, I'm, I'm charged with a felony. But what are the costs of having a felony? That could impact your ability to to get a job, to rent an apartment, vote, or possess a firearm. Those are costs that can happen even well after that initial felony has been charged to your record. So some people think, well, yeah, I can have that consequence. I can deal with that consequence of having a felony. Now I have that felony That's my consequence. But what are the costs of that? And one that I often talk about a lot is even, like, the consequence of incarceration. You know, going to jail, going to prison. I know plenty of people who have, you know, said to me, yeah, I can go there for the weekend. Or I've had people tell me, yeah, I'll go there for a whole nother year. And I can do that. So they look at, like, going to prison or jail for X amount of time as a consequence But what are the costs of being incarcerated? That's going to cost you birthdays, holidays, time with family, missing out on a lot of stuff that happens in the outside world, all the years of not being able to work, a job, make money. And we're not even talking about the cost of being inside of prison or jail. Those consequences usually happen because of getting caught. So now remember, not everyone gets caught. So a lot of the reasons why we don't think about consequences is because of our inability to really look at the reality of me being caught. So if I can avoid getting caught, I can avoid those consequences. But that has nothing to do with the costs that already start to build up because of that behavior. So we think we avoid costs by not getting caught and faced with consequences. But that's backwards thinking. Our costs begin to accumulate from the very beginning. And this just isn't just substance use either. This can be applied to so many other behaviors like with gambling and social media and technology. You know, there are plenty of people who engage in these activities who would deny that they have experienced consequences. I mean, let's just look at social media. There are a lot of people who would think who wouldn't think of experiencing any consequences as a result. We warn people about the consequences of social media, you know, to about how it could impact relationships, your mental health, how it gets people into trouble for what they say or post. Many people do all those things and and experience them, and would say, "I haven't had any of those consequences." But there are costs of being on social media. So here's just one, for example, just to highlight this point. On average, we spend 144 minutes or about 2 hours and 24 minutes on social media. There is a cost to spending that much time on it. People who are crunch for time, saying they've never been able to do much. Maybe they're not accomplishing other things. You're not addressing other areas. You're not doing other things. You're saying, I don't have time. Being on that social media is costing you that much time. That's a cost you cannot deny. You might think the consequences won't happen to me, but the costs are adding up already. So while you may think that there's no consequence yet, there are costs building up. I recently asked a group of individuals in group, you know, What impact did being told about the consequences have on your alcohol and drug use? And all of them either expressed like verbally or with their facial expressions that didn't have that much of an impact at all. You know, it's kind of like nothing. Like I'm, this is why I'm here. You know, they were in a lot of drug prevention programs too. They were talked to by people, and they saw the messages. They they heard all the stuff that we talked about, and they didn't believe that consequences or talking about them had any kind of effect on them. You know, we, we talked about the commercial with the, this is your brain on drugs with the egg in the frying pan. And when I asked them, it just, it didn't do anything. You know, they said the impact was very, very minimal. So what I did on purpose was I asked them, Right after that, I said, well, what has your alcohol and drug use cost you? And there was a significant difference in their expressions. There was a lot more of the recognition, awareness, and personally identifying with the reality that their alcohol and drug use has cost them dearly. I mean, you don't want to say you saw like a little bit of life tucked out of them, but you saw the air come out of the room And you could just notice that, I could see it on their faces, their minds were like adding up, totaling some of the costs that their drug use has added up to. So when I asked them about consequences, nothing much happened with that. But when I talked to them about the cost, it was a significant difference in their ability to look at the impact of their alcohol and drug use. So we need to reverse this thinking and look at the costs of using alcohol and drugs as well as the other behaviors kind of like associated with it. So how do we do that? Number one, ask yourself what consequences have you experienced as a result of your alcohol or drug use and even other behaviors? What impact did those consequences have? And be honest, have there been consequences you have not experienced yet? Have you avoided some? Have you escaped some? Are there ones that you said, yeah, I could have easily, this could have happened to me, but it hasn't happened? Number two, what costs have you accrued as a result of your alcohol or drug use or other behaviors? I would really challenge you to add all those up. Do like a cost inventory. How much money do you think you spent in total alone? How many hours do you think you've spent? How many times have you missed something or was not a part of something because of it? How many nights have you forgotten about what has happened? How many mornings or days have gone to waste because of being hungover? Really think about the costs that have been added up. And I would encourage you as a little like side assignment to even just take one and do your best to create a list of what that would be. I would really look at just even financial time spent on it. Just look at that alone at what that costs you. Number three, are you still willing to pay for these costs and continue to pay for them? This is one of the biggest differences between consequences and costs. A consequence can continue to cost you even if, even after you have been held accountable to it. I see this a lot when it comes to drinking and driving, and even some possession charges when it comes to getting a license, a job, or renting an apartment. You receive a charge, which is a consequence, but that charge now continues to cost you even after it's been over and done with. I see this a lot with individuals who have been charged with um, what's it? It's the uh, setting up a place of distribution. So when it comes to renting an apartment, someone who is renting an apartment is very unlikely to want to rent that to someone who was known for setting up drug distribution in their place of living. Because that is something that could impact them if that person were to decide to do that again. But I know some people who they had that consequence, they were charged with that, years later, years later, I'm talking four years later, five years later, and they're trying to get an apartment, and that consequence is still costing them where they are still having difficulty with something like getting an apartment so you may think that you can deal with the consequence or accept the consequence but are you still willing to pay for those costs as they continue to happen number four is alcohol and drug use And other similar behaviors, like gambling, pornography, even technology and social media, do have consequences. While you may believe that you will not experience them or you can avoid them, accept that there will always be costs. Just because you haven't experienced a consequence doesn't mean that it hasn't cost you. And number five, and this is really important too, I don't want you to stop thinking about the consequences. Because the consequences of alcohol and drug use and other behaviors can be devastating. Drinking and driving could kill the very first time. Using illicit substances like heroin and fentanyl could kill the very first time you use. But start having more of like a balance of thinking of the costs of not only the consequences, but think about... What the behavior itself is costing you. By doing this or engaging in this, what is it costing me or what could it end up costing me in the future or down the road? I do wish that at times consequences did happen immediately after the behavior. I do believe that that would serve its purpose and would deter people a lot sooner and more realistically if the consequences happened right then and there. But, in all honesty, that doesn't happen. More than likely an individual has engaged in the behavior and has already experienced that moment of this one happened to me in which the idea of consequences has already been kind of kicked to the curb. But, we all experience costs even when we haven't faced consequences. In order to get a better understanding of how alcohol, drugs, gambling, or even social media use has impacted your life, I believe looking at the cost is going to provide you with that, a better understanding. There is also a possibility, if you look at the costs, you could make a smarter decision to stop, reduce, limit, or make a decision that could prevent the consequences from happening. As always, thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something.